Welcome to episode 110 of Nobody Special. On this episode, we talk about Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. The Gospel Post presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, the host and plague doctor of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, you're the host of Nobody Special. This is a podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all not taking any of it too seriously. And at this point, the uh, the the problem in our culture, in being a podcast that talks about pop culture, politics, and everything in between, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that there's nothing going on. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Nobody Special. No, uh, yeah. what? Caleb, time is not real anymore. Right? I think that we time recorded not our real. last episode. That was probably about three I sw- months ago. I, I swear it was three weeks ago. <laughs> right? I was thinking about it. No, both of us had this oh my too. Gosh, thinking, it is crazy. Um, oh my gosh, did we forget to tape? two for two weeks straight and then thought like no it's just been that's been how it is i have i have kind of noticed that at this point it's starting to even out right i've kind of found normal a bit and i'm getting back into a groove Mm -hmm. which probably means this whole thing is going to be over soon and i'll have to find the groove again but caleb i do think this whole thing about the thing going on which we're not going to say because we all know coronavirus well now we're done on youtube darn it i'll bleep you out but i'm gonna bleep you out by putting a virus over your mouth <laughs> no. yeah. Uh, yeah no um i think this whole thing is my fault do you think so i do here's why i'm sorry my my brain is screaming bats are tasty but that's not <laughs> where i want to go with this bats i are tasty try and get into sports about once every three years <laughs> yeah i do i try and get into sports once every three years um i tried gosh last time i tried you know honestly tried to like watch football teams i turned on the tv to a game i think it was the super bowl and i realized i didn't have cable set up in the apartment yeah and i was like but I was going to watch the sports game and have a sports conversation tomorrow with people about sports. And then, and then are you that talking happened. about soccer? Hmm? No, no. Now I was going to get into soccer. I actually got um, uh, everything hooked up on ESPN Plus because it's part mm-hmm. of the bundle I have on Disney Plus and Hulu, which, yep. to be honest, have been getting way more work than ESPN. And then I, I watched a quarter of a game and then they canceled sports. Yeah. They just canceled. I actually Everything. asked a few people. Actually, I asked in order to get closer to a few other people to have conversations. And then they just canceled sports. This whole thing is my fault. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I canceled sports. Danny has a curse I'm, on him. I'm sorry I ate that bat. I don't know why I keep going there. <laughs> I don't. Gosh. Anyway. Uh, Bats are tasty. What have you been up to? So. <laughs> this is like the dumbest. This is the dumbest transition I've ever attempted. Like, do things. Yes. Um. Anything fun on Hulu that you're interested in watching? No. 
I don't have Hulu, so. Oh yeah, no, no, no. The the, the oh, Lego oh, oh, show. Oh, oh. Lego show. Yes. Oh yeah, I was supposed to the go Lego there. Wasn't <laughs> you were setting me up. No, I totally forgot about that. Lego show. Yeah, I do. Right. I my whole childhood is Legos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, and you've always been into like building that kind of stuff. It's been even really cool. till today. Yeah, which is why I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Tease up the joke. Walk away. Sports are canceled, Danny. Sports are canceled. Please keep talking. The longer uh-huh. you let me talk, the closer okay, I'll get to yep, the joke. Uh-huh. And anyways, yeah, I've always been obsessed with Legos. They're just so much fun to build and mm-hmm. be creative with. And they're just awesome. You know, so uh yeah, that show looks great. Yeah. And I do want to watch it. We should check it out after we tape tonight. I mean, because I've I've always been interested in like watching like the food network things where it's mm-hmm. like they're building a cake right or like those shows the, are amazing. The, the pumpkin carving ones mm-hmm. but this is legos so right I mean, it's even better i have gone through every episode of great british bake-off and that is the angriest i've ever gotten at a a reality tv show yeah oh yeah you were there for part of it i was like that's garbage that is absolute garbage. Why are you kicking? That's wrong. Her, yeah. That cake was much better. Hey, hey, Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood, you stink. You stink so much. Anyway. Um, Dang. I get up. I get you have some feelings about that. I really do. There's a lot of tension built up. Uh, I can feel uh, for, for a pleasant thing about baking cakes. Yeah. I'm very upset. Yeah. But, so. I mean, other than that, I've – I been outside a bit you know trying to be outside because i know right it is it is bad i shouldn't have i shouldn't have but i did but you know i've just i really like being outdoors and right and i i I couldn't not what what i found i was actually gonna bring this up at the end and i may circle back to it out what i found is everybody is going through this and coping in different ways and trying to push back in different ways Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to see that happen i actually have a a blog post that's going to come out on a few more of my thoughts probably more harshly put than they needed to be Mm -hmm. but we'll see um but everybody is struggling through this but in different ways and it's important that all of us give each other grace Mm -hmm. and and encourage each other in in the process i mean just because we haven't, as a globe, had to quarantine in forever. You know, like, yeah. it, it hasn't happened. No one has a memory of having to quarantine globally. Um, and all of us are just trying to figure it out. And and I think the church can play an important role in that. But um, as of late, the I, I would say certain aspects of said church. Right. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. A lot of them are doing great. Some of them, not so much. And 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 uh, so, Caleb, I think you actually get to join us on this podcast on a pastoral grievances episode, which I normally wait to do when you're not here. Uh, all my solo Yay. episodes are tend to be pastoral grievances. Here's why. Yeah, it I, is true. I, your basketball guy. I stand by everything. <laughs> my Kenneth Copeland episode. I stand behind it. Um, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That well, guy. All right, but here's why <sighs> I have tried to not. 
at, as as a pastor of sorts, mm-hmm. I have tried to not drag you into these conversations. That's honestly, I know that sounds as Why if I'm... Why can't I be in these conversations? Am I not allowed to well, it's, judge I mean, pastors? So, growing up, I called my brother an idiot all the time. Uh-oh. How? The dark side over here. (laughs) I called my brother an idiot all the time. Right. Now, do I think that my brother's an idiot? Maybe. But no. (laughs) Uh, Then somebody else called him an idiot. And I've never been so mad in my life. Like, excuse me? You called my brother an idiot? Excuse me. I earn that privilege to call my brother an idiot he's an idiot to me he's a saint to you yeah and that's kind of the thing of as a pastoral type yeah my criticism is sometimes more yeah. brotherly than just kind of like pastors these days which that's where i'm trying to not have it turn into right and it's just kind of a different i'm not saying i'm better than you i just don't want to drag you down that rabbit yeah. hole but Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland. But today, <laughs> apparently, this was your idea for a topic, and I'm like, all no. right, let's do it. Yeah, I had a friend text me and and recommend this topic. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. But mean, real quick. He, I mean, he wants to talk about Rodney Howard Brown. Yes. But first, we can't not touch on the thing Kenneth Copeland did, right? Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Copeland blew coronavirus away. We did it. We, we did it. it. We yep. did it. And it's someone gone. immediately said, someone needs to remix this. And then someone did. It was pretty awesome. I'm just going to, yeah. I was just like, I'm going to be honest. It's pretty it's sweet. Grooving, yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> I blew the wind god. The yeah. wind god. No, um, yeah. The, the thing about him, okay, I was watching clips last night before I was going to bed. Why? And I didn't. <laughs> that is not the time to watch that. Right. I did. I was literally <laughs> checking into your bed for Kenneth Copeland. Freaking that's scared to go to line. sleep. I'm sorry. I don't uh-huh. know why, but this is really odd. He creeps me out like a lot, and and I literally, I'm not even exaggerating this at all. I was like, I I have Google as my like little things. It turns mm-hmm. my lights out, so I was like. Hey, Google, turn my lights off. And the lights went off. And it was like the first time in 10 years. I was like, there's someone in the darkness. It's Kenneth watching me. Yipes. With his these are creepy all, eyes. These are all our personal opinions. And yes, in no this is my way personal an indictment opinion. on his character or his legal team. Should they find <laughs> this one? But he scares me. I don't know what it is yeah. about him, but he just has this creepy aspect to him. I think I I think there's a a it 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 it's the speed that he switches between grandpa friendly and angry. Like right? it, it's, yeah, it's the that is switch. True. It's the switch speed that tends to it draws people in <sighs> and then explodes in their face and then draws them back in. It's like ah, but I mean I I I'm not I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of the Kenneth Copeland theology. Um, I think there are yeah. some major flaws. 
in the theology as it pertains to the prosperity gospel being just a large heretical steaming pile of garbage. Uh, is that yep. is that one too far? Is that no, okay? No, good. I think we're good um, on that. The, there's and and they draw people in through these false promises they can't keep, and and then and then they do these things that are clothed in spirituality but not in factuality, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. I mean, Kenneth he he blew at the camera and said he blew the wind of God and coronavirus blew away. And the only thing I could think as I saw that is I don't know why he's doing this. There was a pastor who, who declared that it was already over on May 29th. He already declared that it was over. Yep. And that pastor's name, Kenneth Copeland. So like, what happened to May 29th prayer? How do you explain that, that you declared it defeated and then someone on the internet who had a level of petty that I aspire to figured out that that it was the day the death started spiking? Whoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, first of all, why you check that inspired, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, like, how do you... Yeah. Even... How do we justify this thing that isn't actually bringing people quote unquote prosperity and is just asking them to donate a money to them, including the other pastor, uh, 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 Tammy Faye Baker's ex-husband who was indicted on multiple fraud charges. He was, uh, not cause of this cause of something else. He was, um, asked by the state of New York to stop selling his, um, a miracle cure water for a hundred dollars, a a pop because it didn't do anything and mm-hmm. was fraudulent. Yeah. It was, no, I can't say that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. I wasn't saying anything. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. The whole thing. And I was even watching, I watched this one YouTube person. I can't remember. I think it's like Gus. Something. Gus Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He did a video on Kenneth Copeland. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was, it was on the new one. I yeah. mean, like because, he really ripped into him and I don't disagree with anything he said. Yeah. When he was like pointing out on the back of the Lysol, um, or mm-hmm. something like bleach wipes that mm-hmm. it gets rid of strands of, of coronavirus. Yep. And he's like, look, this, See, this thing knew. has been around. We knew about it. Yeah. And he started doing the whole like, conspiracy thing. Yeah. We knew about it. It's number 19. Yeah. It's COVID-19. Nineteen. We yes, we've it's been around, but this is a different strand because that's how how, how the, these things change. Yeah. So yeah, it's a novel. It's not just a coronavirus. Yeah. It's a novel coronavirus, which means yeah. it's a new strand of coronavirus. It's but, just the flu, though, but stronger. Yeah. Anyways, we're not talking we're about him today. Sorry. Although we did just go on a rant about how much right. we dislike him, but that's all right. No, it's not that. I, I, it's not that I dislike him. It's that I think his theology is dangerous and pushing people away from God. And and that's the stance I have. I'm not trying to poo-poo on Kenneth Copeland, but I have no patience towards a person that pushes people away from God. Mm-hmm. And and that is the the point that I'm okay calling out the heretic is if they're if they're in in, in actuality and factuality pushing people away out of the gospel by promising financial blessing or prosperity or a fake kind of a healing, then I have a problem or endangering Mm -hmm. their 
well-being, I have a problem on that. Yeah. Speaking of endangering their well-being, <laughs> this brings us to Tampa. And Pastor Rodney Howard Brown of mm-hmm. the River F- Fellowship, uh, it's a big church in the Tampa, Florida area. Um, actually, it's a very big church. This is a man who has also had uh, influence to the president. He got to pray over him at not the inauguration, but pretty close to it. Um, he's he's very uh, close to Paula White, those kinds of people, and has a, a history of um, controversy that have, have, have brought him to a few different things. But Caleb, tell us about this topic and where it came from and mm-hmm. why we're talking about it. Yeah, so we're talking about this mainly because... One of my, I already said this, but one of my buddies texted me and mm-hmm. said we should probably, we should talk about it. And I didn't really, I didn't know anything about this, mm-hmm. mainly because I, I don't really keep up to be up to date with a lot of things, although right. I should, but right. um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a crazy story. You know, this pastor kind of refused to shut down his church when, um, you know, it was there, not a there great was, idea. There was a stay-at-home order given. Yes, yeah. And and, they, and this is important because I'm I'm trying to be factually true first, and then kind of give our hot takes. I I do think this is important. Is that the state right. of Florida did issue, or no, Tampa actually? It was before the state of Florida's. Yeah, was it? Uh, it was close. I'm, I'm um, guessing. Anyway, they they. And they issued a a stay at home order based on public health concerns, because if this thing spreads, it overwhelms the hospitals and people die out of very very preventable things. And um, according to to the Tampa, I don't remember the county, but the uh, according to the Tampa cops, um, they arrested him because he still kept having services in defiance of the executive stay-at-home order, and it included about 400 to 500 people that attended the church during a Sunday morning. Um, now, to to the defense of Pastor Pastor <laughs> Howard Brown, uh, they they did take precautions that people uh, – they encouraged people that – were concerned about their health or had any kind of any symptoms, they encouraged them to stay home. Mm-hmm. Every person that came in did get a bit of hand sanitizer. All staff wore gloves. The church enforced a six-foot distance um, between people in the auditorium and in overflow spaces. Right. Uh, the farmers market and in, in coffee area, uh, there was a six-foot distance enforced and marked out on the floor and the big thing is is that the church spent a hundred thousand dollars on hospital grade purification purification uh throughout the church to um it's rated to kill microbes in including those in the corona family so so to their credit and and to the statement that pastor uh pastor howard brown made these are things that uh, the uh, that he felt um, 
were better than every other place that stayed open mm-hmm. because they did above and b- and beyond everything asking them. And that, according to him, they had multiple conversations uh, to 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 the uh, uh, the cops talking about this. And then um, after the order got placed, they didn't come back and talk again. And he, he just kind of assumed everything had been OK and met. And instead, he got arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff, he said that is not what happened. Um, actually, they both have disagreeing stories on this, and it's partially because they're both very big organizations that are complex things. There's a lot going on, but um, the whole thing is messed up, and the biggest thing is that uh, Pastor Howard Brown, he kept having church, and they issued an arrest right a warrant and then pa- and pastor turned himself in um and then he was bailed out for five hundred dollars after 40 minutes yeah so those are as i understand them the facts of the situation is that there is a defiance of a stay-at-home order mm-hmm. under uh the understanding of the first amendment and there's some people upset about this. Yeah. Hot takes hit me. Hot takes. Hot takes. Straight off of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I think obviously he shouldn't have met. Um, I think it was irresponsible mm-hmm. and especially for that many people. Why should he not have met? I think that, you know, it first, number one, um, when the government asks you to do something, not ask, they're enforcing mm-hmm. it. Um, you you listen, and if it's really, if you really think it is, like if it is something that goes against mm-hmm. what the Bible says in every way, shape, and form, right? Yeah, let's let's push back on that. Yeah, you know, like yeah, for sure. But for something that is in the safety and the well being of everyone, right? Um, to to provide, you know life instead of Mm -hmm. you know more deaths like that should be a no-brainer you know obviously they have enough money to push everything online Mm -hmm. um if they're able to wipe down everything and their counter argument to that no yeah if they're able to bring in a hundred thousand dollars in air filters purification systems like overnight then yeah they have the money to do it they definitely do uh their their thing is because of their inner or uh a good amount of their constituency is in an area that doesn't have access according to him. And I kind of disagree with this a little bit. They either don't have access to the, to the internet or their internet isn't fast enough to play a video. Hmm. And that I'm that, I don't know about that one. Um, I'm I mean, having trouble. That could just be a cultural thing. I'm not getting or an area of Tampa. I'm not familiar right. with, but internet is almost treated as public right at this point. And most people have it, and it can. I mean, I was streaming stuff, you know, 240p, but still streaming stuff for as the internet came out. So yeah, um, I find it That's hard to believe. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know? I think, and even even <clears throat> if that is the case, like, just it, don't do it. You know, like right. p- give people like a reading plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, encourage them to read their Bibles, pray, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do Zoom calls. You can you can give – I mean, our my church did this. I mean, they mm-hmm. gave me a 
and a bunch of other leaders in the students mm-hmm. group, they gave us Zoom license accounts. Right. Sure. So we're able to host small groups with our kids. <laughs> right. And so, like, they could have done that, you know, although, I mean, I guess that's internet access, internet, yeah. yeah. But still, like, they're, I, I just think in any way, shape, or form, right. it, it is not the right thing to do. Yeah. And, and even that, I mean, there are, I, to that specific complaint, I feel there are other answers they could have found instead of just open the church up. So, um, I don't right. know. Do, do you, so... I, I don't even know where to start. Do you want to, I mean, do you have any other thoughts? Do you want me to jump in with my hot takes? I, I honestly, mean, I don't even know where to start with this. It's like, I, I think that it is, it is great. The heart behind wanting to keep open the church. I think is like, it? don't get me wrong. Is it? I think community is great. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, uh-huh. I think I'm with you so far. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, you know, church is great. You know, corporate <clears throat> worship, all these things are what God calls us to do right. with Absolutely. our church family. Absolutely. But not in times like this. Right. It's not so, oppression. It's just being smart. Yeah. So so, so that, that that's kind of the problem I have is that and even on my Facebook feed, there's a lot of people that feel this is oppression against the church and this is just a – a, a means of state government control. Actually, mm. one person has gone so far as to say that the COVID-19 is just a means of government control of churches. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go that far. I love I, conspiracy theories. <laughs> I think they're opportunistic in that there are pockets of politics that are trying to take advantage of the situation, clearly. But I don't think they concocted oh, yeah. this thing in order to do that. That is straight nonsense. Um <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going hot takes. So the question I I do feel this is an unconstitutional overextending of the police force. I I do feel that because of the First Amendment, I do feel that that is applicable. With that said, mm-hmm. because I don't think as Americans it it's it it's this thing that all of us I need to be quick to just give up all the freedoms because big government. I don't think the answer is big government. With that said, I do not think he should have opened his doors. This is just my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. I and, and to be clear, uh, uh, other people, they put their thoughts into the point of death threats towards him. Hey, that's not okay either. Um, yeah. Dang. Yeah. They, yeah. Don't. <laughs> Are those Christians or non? Oh, who knows? It's the internet. The like, internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel as if he should have opened because it's a gambling that doesn't gain anything. And I do kind of question the, the heart of why he did it. I mean, it it came off as, well, no, I'm not going to do it because our church isn't afraid. And it, it came off as a little bit aggrandizing of the self to to demonstrate that they're not afraid of anything including government or coronavirus mm-hmm. and that you never see that kind of braggadocious behavior come out of christ or encouraged in any place in scripture yeah in fact you see the complete opposite yeah and and the thing i'm the most concerned about in this is that um this is going to to create an issue where everything was fine because 
and now we have to have a debate. Does the state carry the ability to tell a church they are unable to meet? And do they feel comfortable exercising that power over a church? Mm-hmm. And that is a problem because up until this point, we were fine. Um, it was just an agreed upon, hey, we're not going to do it. Um, right. You know, the state isn't going to exercise that authority over a church because the church is going to do the thing in the best interest of the community to actually care about their neighbor by staying home. And there's historical precedents of the church doing that. Right. I mean, it's literally, it is, it's not being fearful. Right. Like all of the church who churches who are listening, mm-hmm. um, it's not a fearful move. No, it's, it's stepping in to, to sacrifice something for those who need to be fearful of this thing. Right. And I mean, I, it's just amazing to me that people can't see that. Right. Well, at this point, the best way to love our neighbor is to stay home. Yeah. I, um, and, and I do think there's a, I don't think it's as cut and dry as that, but in this case, I think you you could easily apply those principles. Um, I they, because there is a point that the church they do have to say, okay, we actually are being oppressed by government. I mean, mm-hmm. I I had a person explain it as because this is a means of public health concern. That still applies to Christians. There are Christians getting corona and dying, and and there are non Christians getting it, and and people don't understand why that is, but it's happening. God is sovereign. Praise be to God through good, bad, and everything in between. Yeah. So to actually care about our neighbor is in the best interest to to adhere to to the stay at home orders and close our doors as best as possible to not spread this thing if the government then goes hey a church can't meet period that's the day everyone get in your car stroll up to your church and prepare to get arrested right and i think that kind of civil disobedience in that case and and this is not that case um this isn't that time that the church is going, it is a crime to be a Christian, but they're saying, please don't congregate in groups. And and there's a distinct difference exactly. between those two sentences. But if, if the state ever goes, it is a crime to be a Christian, it is time to, to gather together mm-hmm. and bring our own handcuffs and just pre put them on beforehand, because that's how serious we should be about that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I honestly don't think this current situation mm-hmm. is unconstitutional, mainly because of the arrest. Yeah, mainly because it's, you know. if if it's be, being <clears throat> treated equal to everything around it. Now, if mm-hmm. there's there's a conference for like some random business thing where mm-hmm. there's hundreds of people meeting together, right. and nobody does anything about that, but they arrest, right? What's his face like then? You can kind of see that there's a bit of bias there. Right. Um, but, like, I don't think that that's what's going on. I so, mean, I think that, honestly, this needed to happen. Like, if I was mm-hmm. in law enforcement, I'm a Christian, I would have done it. You know, because I do mm-hmm. believe that church is important, very important, but not in situations right. like this. Not that it's not important, but that 
the situation changes things. Right. And things so, like, need to change in the way we present ourselves. I yes i don't think the state's the person to make that distinction and and that's kind of the point that i'm at and why i'm upset because now that's a a distinction and a conversation that's going to be had by attorneys instead of by the church Mm -hmm. and 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 that to me is the problematic part is um in instead of of doing this it's now going to be determined by the state instead of by the church because i don't think he should have met i don't think any of that it was a good idea i don't but i do think it was an overextending of specific government force to to uh, to shut that down well like, what if like the church isn't making the proper decisions that need to be made then i do i still do not feel it's the state's a decision to do that because of the first amendment. I mean, that, that needs to be intact because uh, this what is, is the, the first amendment. Of, just so we can uh, clarify with everyone, uh, freedom of speech and the government can't appear in interfere in the s- assembly of churches. Basically I'm paraphrasing. There's probably an attorney out there that knows better than me who actually, he was unavailable today. I checked, uh, I checked my attorney friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I, they are trampling on some of the constitutional given rights under the guise of this is public health crisis. Now, this is the problem I found in Christianity I mean, overall is that the answer many Christians turn to is government, and that isn't the answer in a ton of cases. I mean, presidency, the, the entire thing is – it's treated on both ends as if this is a Christ figure or a a presentation of God in the White House. And that is untrue, unbiblical, and unhealthy to view the presidency and governmental force in that manner. Right. It, now, I, I think this pastor, I think a lot of the decisions he made, and I'm not just talking about this, are poor decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't think the answer is governmental draconian enforcement of of this kind of thing, and because it's a it's and I hate to say slippery slope ar- argument, but it's a slippery slope, and he's just kind of a goddess bottle of um, a, a goddess bottle of dish kind of cleaner and just pouring it out all over the tarp. I mean he. See where my brain operates differently is, mm-hmm. you know, to be to be honest. Although I am an American and yeah. I think the Constitution is pretty great, right? Um, like I, I don't want to let that get in the way of the safety and well-being of others. Sure. And correct. And when the church is being dumb, and I think somebody mm-hmm. needs to step in, I'm fine with that being the government. If they had been forcing people to come to church i'd be more okay with it of, of governmental force sorry if, if they if they're trying to force people to that and granted there is a case to be made for spiritual abuse again this is why i don't enjoy this kind of situations because it right. puts so many cracks into a system that was fine and didn't need to have these cracks if he was telling people hey if you don't come to church then you are fearful and here are consequences uh then yeah absolutely 
Absolutely, because that is a clearer threat on another person than I am okay on governmental force in that point. I mean, me on personally, this, I mean, we're, I think mm-hmm. we probably disagree a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think that it's fine for the government to step in, in mainly because like in the what same cases, I guess, the same way as, you know, I, I believe in the Second Amendment, amendment but mm-hmm. if someone in the right mind, you know, isn't mm-hmm. in the right mind, they shouldn't have a gun. You know, right. like in the same way of that sense. Right. Like, you know, I think that it's fine to strip it away. I mm-hmm. do agree with you in the sense that it could it could be a slippery slope for sure. Right. Like that could this could lead to things, like you said, where they're now considering right what they can push and what they can't now. Right. And you know and that that can be bad. Right. But like for this specific scenario I'm 100% all about it. And that sounds when, kind of weird, but... I guess, when is it too far? I think it's too far when it is something that goes against what Christ would want biblically. Sorry, governmental force. When have they gone too far? With, within the church? Or what, do you, what are we talking about now? When... At, what point because at this point i mean just a counter argument we are talking about giving up freedoms mm-hmm. by mandate of the state and not out of the the grace in our hearts because there is a fundamental difference between those two things if i'm giving it up of my own accord as a means of grace right then right. that i I think is a hundred percent biblical and I'm all about it. If it is being taken, it is not, it is not a gift of grace because it is being taken. Um, That's so what I was at, saying. at like, what point is the, the, the governmental force, what point is it an overextension? I, I think it's an overextension. If it, like I said before, if it's mm-hmm. anything that, you know, and obviously this is weird because mm-hmm. the government would have to kind of, Mm-hmm. know what Christ would want for us. But if it is something that... But why is the government deciding that? That's my point, is I can't trust government to decide the thing Christ wants. I I mean, to be honest, I think it's going to go out of control no matter what. I mean, like, we can't control mm-hmm. it. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying is, like, I, I don't care because I know... Mm-hmm. I mean, this sounds a bit kind of high road, even though I'm not meaning it like that at all. Because mm-hmm. I know God is going to have everything in control. And and I know that he places authorities and laws in place sure. to do certain things. Although it could be negative on the church, um, God is still has the victory. Right. So genuinely, like, although I think it is important to fight for our freedom, I think mm-hmm. sometimes Americans do get too caught up in laws in the sense that, like, we we think that if that is in place that we are bound you know when when we look at churches in in china and all these places where it's literal communism and you know christ is still moving right but it, that sounds like real now you're on the other side of the argument by claiming that these areas of governmental over extension are to be avoided i'm trying to figure out where does it become governmental over extension? Because at that point, the church does need to stand up against it. And there's major precedents in 
in history of doing that also. Right. If if it is any kind of oppression, the church needs to be the people speaking above and beyond everything else, any kind of f- oppression of any kind. I mean, um, where do we draw the line? I think, to be honest, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I haven't thought this much into it. Right. Um, I mean, I would love to have an answer, but right. I, I really don't. I mean, like the, like I said, you know, as far as on our side, if it pushes anything that is, you know, mm-hmm. outside of what is bi- biblical, like for this, I'm all right with it mm-hmm. because I know it's what Christ would have wanted, if you know what I mean. Um, I, 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 I get ish. what you're it's saying. Not, yeah, it is, it's really twisted. I get the thing that you're like, saying, but I disagree on the roadmap to get there. I mean, I can get to new... Uh, uh, to New York by going to California, but why would I? I I think I'm there so needs confused. to be a, <laughs> a a better path other than a police force to have enforced this thing. I I mean, this is the point that I actually appreciate denominations because there is a a a structural means of accountability that carry the 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 power to take him out if they feel that where it's the church uh-huh. and so, it, is this a non-denominational oh non-denom- yeah buddy yeah um, i i, I, I would mean, agree the, with that there's a denominational structure in place that if people start stepping out that they can go you're done get out um and and i've seen that happen in a few different places and right and to be honest at times it was uh needed um and and that type of accountability—it's it not the government doing it; it's mm-hmm. within our church. Like yes. I think that that is great for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like we said, we—not all churches are mm-hmm. like that, so it's yeah. tough. I mean, I I agree on everything that you're saying except the conclusion of police involvement. Um, I I I think that's the slippery area that the church is gonna. And I've been trying to ring this bell for a while. Um, the the church has to figure out ways to operate and be holy that don't connect to governmental authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've seen this problem you're growing up in the nineties and eighties and all this is that um, I could be quote unquote righteous by being obedient to a Judeo Christian culture. Only the thing that produced is just people that were lazy in their faith that could be obedient to, uh, uh, to statutes and still have, yeah, no commitment to Christ in the process. Um, and yeah. I think that's problematic. If I'm trying to be obedient to Christ, th- then I need to do that above any statute that's out there instead of going, well, well no, the government told me this is okay. Therefore it's not a sin. I mean, that's the whole argument I hate about um, porn and marijuana is that, well, no, it's not a crime. So it's fine. That is the laziest argument I've ever heard. There are things that can be terrible to a person that aren't a a crime, but I still don't think need to be criminalized. So I think there needs to be a deeper right. thing going on other than police force. What do you think is the the line? Hmm? Um, I appreciate the First Amendment and not – it's 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 a good well all right i'll go back <laughs> prophets priests and kings mm-hmm. 
this was a good system of accountability all the way around. Uh, kings, they were governmental oversight that, 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 that they did their thing. They governed their area. The, uh, the priests governed the churches in that area and, and the prophets, they spoke to the people, to the people, the word of God. And, and these three things when working in, in conjunction together, gave each other a mutual accountability to be able to say the things that need to be said right. to challenge each other and to promote the well-being of the other two and this is a structure that's kind of a missing in the church i think there the 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 christian church needs to have and I, i'm not trying to call it a check and balance but a balance between governmental authority that is influenced by the word of God. Um, and, 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 and there is a justification to be made on the government isn't able to interfere in a church's ability to meet because as soon as they start doing that, that opens up some really nasty doors and precedents that is dangerous. I feel um, also in that case, the church needs to be humble enough to go because it is a means of personal, it is a health crisis. Um, we are going to meet in our homes in a way that we have never been able to do in history, that it's still the best possible to be in community and, mm -hmm. and, and still choose to do that on our own as a means of grace and to proclaim gospel to our neighbor instead of bragging about how strong I am and I can take it. I do think that is a very good mm -hmm. thing. I mean, like, I, I think that, like, are we as churches being irresponsible ourselves by not putting mm -hmm. ourselves in right. a check? I right. mean, check and checks right. and balances. I mean, I, it is a great Right. It's a failure on the profit end, to be honest. Um, I mean, I think that, that that's kind of a question. Is mm -hmm. Are non-denominational churches being irresponsible in that sense from prote protecting ourselves mm -hmm. from, like you said, even needing government right. intervention? Right. Because when that happens, I mean, it, it, is, it is a negative right. thing. Yeah. Um, to the community, because then Gus Johnson uh, makes a video, and makes us all look bad, right? Like, exactly. I mean, it's a yeah. bad witness of the Christian faith to have Kenneth Copeland blowing it away, telling people to still meet, to have this guy open his church and say, "But we enforced the six foot thing," and I've seen the pictures. No, you didn't. And like, well, they came in together. Well, that's how this spreads. Like, this is literally that's the thing we're afraid of. Um, right. So. I think the point is stay according to the Bill of Rights on a state perspective, and also the church needs to be humble in its approach to its a community. I mean, mm -hmm. all, all throughout, uh, there's actually a few different instances where the church has had to face plague, and they're very interesting on how they handled it. There was um, a couple in 200... Uh, one in 1850s and the Black Plague around the 14th century. Oh yeah, Black Death. Now there, there are a few things they did that I thought were incredible or 
or just crazy interesting is that um, in all these cases, the church for a time agreed to not meet in a corporate kind of a building, mm-hmm. but they never gave up on the community, especially in the 200s, um, as as people got scared of of the sick because they didn't really have like doctors then they were like i don't know drain their blood see what happens like that's not a medical procedure yeah um they threw their dying out in the street and christians went to take care of them because the bible is very clear on take care of the sick and needy and broken yeah so a lot of christians died in that but they died very happy in serving god and actually out of that they became stronger because they all made the decision to stare down death to care over somebody else in need and out of that those that came yeah, out of it awesome were stronger because they got to say i saw death and i didn't back down yeah and um it got to the point that the emperors of that time they said like hey we look really bad can we do the thing the christians are doing and everyone said in theory sure but you first you know right like, yeah no homie i'm like i'm not i ain't going there that's crazy um, cool also in uh in the 14th kind of the century um they did a similar thing as people are dying of the black plague it was christians who stepped up and work towards caring over the sick broken and needy and i think um kind of the same thing happened a lot of them died from it because mm-hmm. they are treating people as best as they could with the little medical knowledge they had um as best they could but they understood that this it was an opportunity to be christ to these people in a need and people came to christ because of that and then died and i think everyone especially prosperity gospel keeps kind of waiting to have it say and then everyone was miraculously healed but that doesn't happen right that's not the goal that isn't the goal the goal is bring people to christ and they get to be in eternity all of us die at some point sorry i'm on a soapbox and i've been monologuing i think no this is really good (laughs) and i all riled up right now i actually read an article today Mm -hmm. and it brings up a great point in that the corona, a positive thing mm-hmm. that is affecting the church mm-hmm. through this virus is that it is kind of, it's knocking out all of the um, consume, consumeristic uh, yes. churchgoers. Yeah. And, and one could say, yeah, that's not great, you know, because it's, it's, mm. it's kind of pushing them out. But right. It's showing the people who are really, you know, keeping up with their faith that it's right. it's stripping down the comfort aspect. Right. It's stripping down the community, meaning mm-hmm. that you have to intentionally make an effort mm-hmm. to to be and stay in community during these times. Right. And I, they made some other point too, but it's it was really yeah. interesting. That's what that kind of reminds yeah. me of is is yeah like during these times you have two choices. I mean, it's either to back down mm-hmm. or you know stay up and mm-hmm. keep on pushing for community right and in loving people during right. this time well in not just community but if there if there are people in a need the church needs to be the first people that go exactly, i'm yeah. gonna brave my w- way into publics because i have a neighbor who is 85 and should not go i'm going to go for her and then i might just even buy her groceries because who cares at this point i mean yeah. i'm there it, 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 there is an aspect of Christianity that I do think is okay to be 
crazy to do dumb stuff, to open up doors during a time they should be closed. But to Rodney Howard Brown, it felt very arrogant in that it was, it wasn't trying to accomplish any of that. It wasn't trying to care over the sick. It was, I want to keep having service because uh, this is just a, an oppression of the church. And I'm like that. It just felt arrogant. Um, but I've, I've appreciated the ebb and flow throughout church history of, of even, I'm starting in the old Testament and up until today, there is this ebb and flow of people come in. And then at some point there is a pruning that although the, a number of Christians, quote unquote, Christians go down, they are stronger after it because they face down oppression and had to do it by trusting the will of God. Yeah. And to get through that is way stronger than anything else. So, yeah, man, it's been a really interesting conversation. Yeah. So I, I do think, you know, just kind of final. Yes. There is a point that, that it's okay to go out there to break the social distancing and, and do all that. If a person is in need or sick, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a means of Christian expression. Go ahead. Yeah. If you feel God is calling you to do that. I'm now trying to protect myself legally on this podcast when I say that. Um, no, I mean, care over the sick, care over the broken, but do it in the same way that they did it in the book of Daniel of... I know God can protect me from this, but even if he doesn't, I'll still praise his name. Yeah. And if I go into it thinking that, then I've found a God that's unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Am I missing? No, I went on I mean, a I think tirade. That, I think that this... <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Riled up over here. I think that, I mean, really, there are some good points brought up. I mean, I think that you know, yeah, this is a great opportunity. I mean, mm-hmm. we've even brought this up on past episodes, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a great opportunity to love your neighbor. Yeah. And and there's many ways to do it. And and it's a bit different now because it's it's not only just loving your neighbor by buying them groceries, but like there's more meaning to it now because mm-hmm. they know that you're intentionally putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um and putting yourself mm-hmm. in potential danger, right? So that they can, you know, right, have some Cheerios, right? You know, like, yeah, the grocery store workers doing the Lord's work, right? Right, now. yeah, and all those people. I mean, and I mean, I think we did bring up a good, and I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Is do you think non-denominational churches are being irresponsible by not putting themselves within a kind of checks and balances thing which like a can of worms i know right i just want to hear people's thoughts on that because i think that's super interesting that i'm and i've never thought about that in this way before for perspective we're both in non-denominational churches yes but we won't be offended at your opinion yeah no i mean and and the thing is is a lot of non non-denominational mm-hmm. churches have great elder boards right like i i trust the church i go to right with everything I've got because, right. you know, I know and I've seen right. what they've done through these through these times. If and the elder board I has teeth him. that – I mean a good elder board can tell the pastor, hey, you're fired the end. Yeah. And if they don't have that power, I think there's a problem with the elder board. Yeah. You know? Or even to like yeah. censor 
the theology of what yeah. they're saying, like yeah. anything like that, you know? The um, best accountability partners I've had are the people who can shut me down immediately because they're like, I hold power over you. So, like, here's, they, it's a humble place to be of putting someone else in that kind of, like, I will shut you down. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll actually pay attention now. Hold on. Yes. So. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a super interesting topic. Mm. Sorry, um, sorry for going what? on a tirade there for like 15 minutes i apologize i don't care i've had a lot of time to think i don't care speaking of me thinking i had one extra thing i wanted to say is that okay yes um and i brought this up at the beginning everyone is stressed everyone is doing weird things to handle stress overall people are going through this in a means of um the body is treating it as stress and trauma, but it's unable to identify either of those because there's nothing going on. So just my encouragement to everybody is be patient, love each other very, very much in the best way possible because every, everybody is handling this poorly. Mm-hmm. And this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, am I wrong? <laughs> like, no, I mean, uh, like, yeah, no, it's true. There are people that are way too scared and way too cavalier. And I haven't found too many people in the middle. And that is myself included. I actually, I pendulum between the two. I don't stay in the middle. I wave at it as I drive by. Uh, yeah. Like, ah, I'm in the middle now when we're gone. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Be patient with each other um, because everyone's processing trauma and stress from an unidentifiable source that they can do nothing about. Yep. So be kind to each other, care about each other, just love each other because we all need that at this point. Yeah. I had a lot of time to think past few days. So anyway. Yeah. Caleb, what's all the things we say at the end? I Go check us don't. out on Facebook and Instagram at Nobody Special Podcast. Um, yep, there it is. Um, and if you want to DM us there, uh, you can ask us questions, say hello. We'd love to hear from you guys. And um, yeah, and also if you want to uh, check us out on iTunes, give us five stars. We're on four, Spotify. Four, four, five. Are we on SoundCloud? We sent we SoundCloud rappers now. No, we're not. You took us off, didn't you? Not yet. Darn it! If if I turn my hat back now. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, you're not on SoundCloud. <laughs> you yeah. might be listening to episode 102 because I think that's about where it stopped being on SoundCloud. Wow. Yeah. Because I have but to also, go in. I'd have to go in every week. And delete and force push, and I'm I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah, maybe maybe I will. Who knows? Um, Probably not. <laughs> you can also check us out at thegospelpost.com/slash nobody special, um, and you can ask us questions there. You can even find our episodes on there if you don't feel like you know listening through a podcast app. And also on and a whole YouTube, bunch of other stuff on there too. Yeah, I there do is blogs and Bible studies at least once a week. You can with buy Danny's a few... book. On Second Timothy, can you just email me? I'll send you a PDF. <laughs> I don't, um, especially now. I'm not going to be the only guy selling his book. Yeah, and <laughs> um, YouTube. If you want to subscribe, if mm-hmm. you if you like what you're seeing, or if Oof. you want to comment down below and say hello, or ask us questions there as well, that is a great way to reach us. Yeah, I think that's it. We right? do 
a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this might I might cut the whole thing right here. Yeah. No, uh, no, but we appreciate everyone that tunes in, especially during this where people stop tuning into the internet. So if you're still paying attention, yes. we adore you. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. Please stay safe. Yeah. Uh, and and know that God is on the throne, even if it doesn't feel like it. So yeah. yeah. Also. Happy Easter, guys. Happy Easter. We didn't even bring that up. But yeah, we just drove right by If you're it. listening on Friday, it's Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, this is a great time to remember what Christ did mm-hmm. for us and to really let the gospel just kind of sink in mm-hmm. and feel the, the gravity and the weight, although it's good to do it all the time, you know, right. but it's time to celebrate right. because Christ is risen. And he is risen indeed. Yes, I get yeah. to keep my Anglican card. <laughs> I literally just edited a whole like um, Episcopal service uh-huh. today, and there's like a whole section of people like sending in videos where it's like, "Hallelujah, Christ is risen indeed." Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, but yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. every time in Star Wars, if they say, "May the Force be with you." Most Anglicans go instinctually, and also with you. Wait, darn it! <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Well, that that on that note, that's gonna do it for us today. Yep. I'm Danny, and I'm Caleb, and we are nobody, nobody special. special.